Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Courtney, and we are diving into hormones today. I'm really excited to talk about this one specific area of your hormones, and we're talking about progesterone. We always talk about a lot of estrogen and estrogen dominance, but sometimes we forget about the sister hormone, and that's what we're going to talk about today in relation to luteal phase deficiency. Now, LPD, not to be confused with LBD, we're not talking about your little black dress, even though we could, but we won't do that today. We're talking about LPD, so luteal phase deficiency, and its connection with progesterone. Now, in order to understand luteal phase deficiency, we have to look at what the luteal phase is and understanding where it fits into the picture of your overall hormones. So we've talked about this on other episodes, but the simple way of looking at your hormones is breaking it up into two phases. You've got the front end, which is kind of a building phase, right? This is what we call the follicular phase. And this is when your follicles are really maturing in eggs. So leading up until ovulation, which is really the pinnacle point, this kind of splits right down the middle of your cycle. And then on the backside is the luteal phase. And this is after ovulation. This is the time when if you were to have a pregnancy, then you would have a fertilized egg, progesterone would be surging, and your body is now preparing for pregnancy. If it's not, you still have that lift of progesterone But without the implantation and the furthering of an implanted egg, then you move into your cycle or menstrual phase. So this is the actual bleed time. And then you would start the cycle over again. So the menstruation part is kind of the bookends to this follicular and luteal phase. And ovulation is kind of the pinnacle that fits right in the middle. So what happens here when we talk about luteal phase deficiency is that you have this building of estrogen, which brings you all the way to this maturing of your egg, right? Right at ovulation. And then from that point on, this corpus luteum, which is kind of where it's really what encapsulates the egg, right? It's this follicle. It becomes now something that secretes progesterone. So that egg is released. The corpus luteum that's kind of left over is what is producing progesterone. Now, what can happen in luteal phase deficiency is that we have a very short window of time. So If you're unsure of, well, I don't know if I have this, what are the symptoms? The symptoms can be pretty wide. I mean, we can go everything from uh, emotional instability like PMS, just mood swings, to PCOS, endometriosis, um, estrogen dominance. We can see a lot of patterns with infertility and a shortened cycle. And a lot of this can have to do with progesterone. Progesterone is a hormone that really, once you get into your 30s, it already starts to decline a little bit. So that's where we can start seeing irregular cycles, spotting, bleeding, pain around your cycles, and like I said, PMS and a number of other symptoms. One of the easiest ways that I recommend just evaluating whether or not this is something that you are dealing with is to look at the time between ovulation and the first day of your period. So if it's less than 10 days, that's, that is a classic sign that you've got luteal phase deficiency. So what happens is that once the corpus luteum is producing progesterone, if you are somebody that is trying to get pregnant and you're not producing enough progesterone, this can be really problematic because the progesterone is what helps strengthen the uterus and helps with the implantation of that fertilized egg. So it's really, really responsible for a lot of fertility issues 
when it comes to people that seem to be miscarrying over and over again. Now, this isn't to say that if you're having infertility issues, that progesterone is the only problem, but you need to have good levels of progesterone, strong, healthy levels of progesterone to get you up to that 10 to 12 weeks, because it is the hormone that's going to help with the vitality of that implantation and also creating a lot of other hormonal interactions that support the early development of this baby. So if you're thinking, man, well, my luteal phase does seem short. I do seem to have spotting in between ovulation in my period, or maybe I have endometriosis, or I've got PCOS, or I've got some other hormone-related imbalances, using something like bioidentical progesterone might be helpful for you. If you're also in an age group where maybe you're like 35, you know, up to 40 or 45, so we haven't maybe hit menopause yet, but you may start to notice that that luteal phase starts to shorten. I know I've experienced this too, even after having a baby, having that shortened window can a lot of times make a lot of women feel absolutely crazy because their hormones go from surging estrogen to estrogen coming down and progesterone being a really balancing hormone for estrogen. Estrogen is a building hormone. And so progesterone is kind of what I call like a stabilizing hormone. So without enough of that stabilizing hormone, you can really kind of crash mentally and you can feel a lot of different symptoms. So bioidentical progesterone in and of itself is really just a form of progesterone that we source from either soy or wild yams. Once again, sweet potatoes come into the rescue. If I ever get stranded, I just need sweet potatoes, I think, <laughs> in any and all form to keep me alive. But outside of that, you can actually extract. So what we've found is that there are, there are progesterone or forms of progesterone within these certain plants that can be extracted and synthesized and used in the form of a transdermal cream or a serum that matches molecularly the same progesterone that's in your body. Now, this is not to be confused with progestin, which is often found in the pill or even the morena, the one that's hormonal. This is not the same form of progesterone. That's progesterone is what your body makes. And if you're getting bioidentical progesterone, then when you put it on your skin and it gets into the bloodstream, it looks exactly the same as the progesterone you would make. Now, this is the only type that I actually would ever recommend. And it may not be a fit for everyone. This is not medical advice, but these are just some solutions for you because there's not a whole lot of risk, in my opinion, of using some progesterone, bioidentical progesterone, especially if you have worked on a lot of the foundational pieces to your health and you feel like you've got some symptoms that won't resolve. Now, this is not to say that this is a Band-Aid approach. I think you've always got to address things like toxicity and gut health and drainage and lymphatics. Those are always going to be the most important because if you've got an irregular cycle, if there are some symptoms you're dealing with, it's because there is there's a something going on with your hormones and the communication where the signaling isn't right, or maybe you're getting xenoestrogens, you're getting these forms of hormones that are not your normal hormones, but they're confusing your body, right? Your, your body may sense that, hey, we already have this hormone. And so it's docking on a cell receptor, but it's not your real hormone, right? So this is where we can see a lot of estrogen buildup in the body because we're exposed to so many chemicals that look like estrogen but they're not, right? And they're toxic chemicals. So that poses a huge problem. Now, that being said, I do think that bioidentical progesterone has its place. So if you are dealing with infertility or dealing with symptoms and you're working on a lot of these foundational pieces, maybe consider bringing this in. And I think it's always a good idea to work with a practitioner, work with somebody that knows hormones really well. I think viewing serum is not really the best way to test hormones because they change very quickly and getting them from the blood is just 
a very, very quick snapshot. So doing something that looks at metabolites of hormones, like the Dutch test is phenomenal. If you are not familiar with that, it's a dried urine test for comprehensive hormones and any functional med doctor will know what this is. So I would ask for that, a Dutch test. It gives a lot of other window and kind of peeks into other organ systems too, like your stress system, looking at adrenals and thyroid function, which are equally as important when we're talking about hormones, especially progesterone. We've got to make sure that all of the other endocrine supporting um, organ systems are working the way that they should. Here's what to look for. If you are considering maybe I want to try some bioidentical hormone, I'm not sure if it's the best fit for me. I don't know. I'm a little bit fearful of trying it. You can always make sure you're buying USP progesterone. That's going to be the bioidentical form that you're going to want to purchase. You can buy this, guys. Like this is not a prescription. Okay. Now, if you were to get compounded hormone, this will be a prescription and you will have to have a doctor write you a script for it. And a lot of times that comes in the form of either a pellet that's kind of implanted. They'll put it in like your lower back and it releases hormone. It could be a blend of estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, a number of different hormones. The type I'm talking about though, is something that you can buy from several different reputable companies. You just going to want to make sure that you're not buying something off of Amazon. Like don't go buy in your progesterone off of Facebook marketplace or um, Amazon. Like you don't really know what you're getting and we're talking about your hormones. But the thing is, we're all afraid to use things thinking like, oh, it's going to mess up my hormones. Well, it's not going to mess up your hormones anymore than the plastic you're cooking your food in or you know, some of the foods you're eating that maybe has been sprayed down with all types of chemicals. Like those are influencing your hormones too. So in my opinion, there is a lot of fear because Maybe we just don't know what to do and think we might mess something up. But here's, here's like a couple little things. Get yourself a good bioidentical progesterone. If you feel, hey, the second part of my cycle after ovulation is consistently 10 days or less, 11, 10 days or less. If you're doing all the foundational pieces too and you think, I just don't feel well, I've got spotting, I've got cramping, I'm bloated, I have brain fog, I'm tired, I just, you know, you're up and down all over the place. This might be super, super helpful for your body. I mean, progesterone is even used on people that have PTSD or have had a massive trauma, like even to their brain, because it relaxes your body. Some people even say they'll, they'll do progesterone and get a little sleepy. I haven't really experienced that. <laughs> I think it feels really good. If you're a menstruating woman, I recommend doing progesterone. And it's, uh, this isn't just me recommending. This is what anybody would recommend that knows hormones after ovulation up to the first day of your period. So that's the time frame you want to do it, right? Because naturally that's when your body is producing progesterone. It's when ovulation has happened, it's released the egg. And now what's left over the remains of that follicle form the corpus luteum, which then triggers the, the progesterone release. So that's when you want about a day or two after ovulation, if you can pinpoint it, if you know it, then you want to start taking the bioidentical progesterone and just use a little bit. The best places to do it if you're doing transdermally, remember if you're going to do it on the skin, which is how I recommend doing it. And most people probably would agree with that because if you're doing it internally, it's got to go through the digestive system and be processed through the liver um, to be metabolized. When it goes through the skin, you're only hitting the second phase of detoxification through the liver. So it's giving your body the progesterone in a very easy way where a lot of people have gut dysfunction, they've got liver congestion, they've got a lot of issues. And so if they're taking it orally, a lot of times they can't get the benefit unless they do maybe a really high dose. But even then, you're still working with maybe some organ systems that don't quite have all of uh, the strength that they need to break it down and to metabolize it. So transdermal USP progesterone is what you're looking for. And then make sure it doesn't have any like parabens or fragrance. I can't even tell you how many times I've actually seen 
bioidentical progesterone and they've added fragrance to it. You know, we know that these chemicals are terrible for our hormones. So why are we going to be putting them on our skin with other hormone? It's crazy to me, but just check the label. And there's several brands um, that are very reputable. And if you don't know, you can ping me over on Instagram or um, you can DM us over at the Health Institute. So make sure, you know, you're finding what you need, but just look at the label. And, you know, most p- companies that have really good processing will have all of this stuff on there and tell you what it doesn't include. And then you can just read the ingredients. If you see a whole bunch of stuff on there that you don't recognize, that's that's usually a really big red flag. So using bioidentical progesterone, you're going to do it after a day or two after ovulation, up until the day of your first bleed. You're going to put it on your inner arms, like a, your forearms is kind of usually the best place for me. Or you can do it on your chest or on your neck or on your inner thigh area. Start one time a day, and then you can increase to two, see if you start to feel any better. You may actually just need a little bit to bump you up, right? Especially if you're estrogen dominant, which a lot of women are estrogen dominant right now. And so sometimes bringing up that progesterone level just a little bit, just augmenting what your body's already doing can be really, really helpful when it comes to the symptoms around progesterone deficiency. One other thing I will mention is if you are using any type of hormone, so this goes for progesterone or anything else that you're getting. And I'm sure that if you are having compounded hormone, somebody or practitioner will probably told you, but you want to make sure that you're not picking up your kids or touching your spouse uh, because those, obviously those hormones can transfer. So if they're just going on topically on your skin and then you're picking up and holding your child, those hormones can translate and, and transfer directly to your child. And we don't necessarily need them getting all the progesterone with their little developing bodies. So just something to be mindful of if you do start to use this. Again, this is just a simple way for you to hopefully help move the toggles on your hormones naturally because we know that that's the best way to do it. Because a lot of alternative people, even doctors, MDs, they'll tell you like, oh, if your hormones are they're messed up. You just need the pill. Like we'll just regulate it with synthetic hormone. And that we, we know, I mean, there's so many people, Jolene Brighton came out and wrote a book about it beyond the pill. And I mean, it's really becoming more common knowledge that the pill is, is going to be a saboteur. Like it is going to destroy the communication, the natural communication between your brain and your ovaries. And what that does with long-term use, it also has all kinds of problems with methylation of certain vitamins depleting certain nutrients in the body. So that's, that is not, that is absolutely, I wouldn't even say that's a band-aid solution because it's not even a band-aid solution. It's actually more problems, problematic for your body in the long term. So bioidentical progesterone is a great option for women with luteal phase deficiency. Again, always look to root cause, but I do believe that this is a very safe option for women, especially if you're in that 30s or if you're going through menopause. Now, if you are menopausal, so you don't have a cycle, you can use progesterone every day. So you don't need to do the two weeks on, two weeks off. You can actually take it in micro amounts all throughout if that does help you. A lot of women with hot flashes kind of going through that transition, progesterone can be a huge difference maker in how you feel and kind of navigating that pre-menopause through menopause. So that's something too to consider if you're in that season and you feel like I am just not myself. So look for USP progesterone, make sure that you're checking the label for the ingredients and let us know if this has served you, if this is giving you a solution. I would love to know how it's helping you. I use bioidentical progesterone just a little bit. If you do become pregnant, okay, so if you start doing this and maybe you're struggling with fertility and you start adding a little bit of progesterone and you become pregnant, don't freak out. Don't come off of the progesterone. You want to stay on it for 10 to 12 weeks. Like 
You want to get as much through your first trimester as possible because you're going to need the progesterone, right? That's what has helped strengthen your uterus, keep it intact, and create all those processes, like I said, that are going to nurture that new baby. So don't come off of the progesterone. You want to obviously talk to your OBGYN, tell them that you're using bioidentical progesterone. They'll likely want to keep you on it until you get to that 10 to 12 week mark. But that's also another little tip for you if fertility is something that you're working towards and you start incorporating this. So again, not medical advice, just trying to let you know that there are things out there for you. You do not need a prescription for bioidentical progesterone. We're all about giving you solutions on this podcast and making you aware and equipping you with adequate knowledge to make decisions for your health. So thank you for joining me for this little mini episode on hormones, and I hope to see you on the next episode. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.